What was it like to be in Canton for Leroy Butler's Hall of Fame induction? Plus, what is she seeing at training camp from Jordan Love, from this offensive line, and all of the questions we talked about yesterday? Nicole Menner from Fox 11 in Green Bay joins us to break it all down. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. As I mentioned, Nicole Menner on the show today, our friend from Fox 11 in Green Bay. Uh, she was in Canton for the Leroy Butler celebration. Uh, and she's been on the sidelines every day at training camp. And so um, I think it matters to be in person to get that feeling. And, you know, I, I mentioned this in our conversation. You can have 15 people on the sideline and they'll all see something slightly different. So I think it's good to get a diverse viewpoint and get a lot of people. What, what was your take on this? What did you see here? What's that? Because everyone's going to see it a little bit differently. So interested to see what she has to say there. This is a summer Friday, so we're not going to keep you very long. Um, I, I want you to listen to this before the game tonight. Or if you missed it on Friday, I want you to have the chance to listen to it on Saturday. I like evergreen content. So here we are trying to give you some. Before we get to Nicole, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league Major League Baseball, NFL futures, NBA futures, NHL futures, golf, combat sports, esports. It's all there at Bet Online. They continue to be your top online resource for all of your sports wagering information, live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, they have you covered. Bet online uh, has everything that you could ask for. If you, don't, if you don't see something that you want, ask, and they'll make a prop for you. Seriously, they will make a prop for you. They'll give you some odds if they think some other people are going to bet on it too. So go check it out. Bet online where the game starts. Joining me now from Fox 11 in Green Bay, she was in Canton for the Hall of Fame enshrinement at long last of Leroy Butler. She's been at training camp practices, hopefully not melting in the heat, Nicole Menner. And Nicole, I want to start with uh, the, the Leroy Butler part of this because this is something Packer fans have been mad about for years that this had not happened. I assume the atmosphere there was, was pretty jubilant. What was it like to be there and, and be a part of that weekend? Yeah, it was awesome. And I think it just comes down to like who Leroy Butler is as a person. Um, he was kind enough to sit down with me and do a one-on-one -on -one interview before that weekend. And I mean, he's just so appreciative of everything. He loves his local media. He loves the people in Green Bay. He goes out of his way to make sure, you know, he gave me the Hall of Fame hat. He's given us all this swag. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, Leroy, the smile never leaves his face. And all weekend, he was just beaming. Um, it was a great atmosphere. It was cool to see all the other Hall of Famers being at the Gold Jacket dinner and all that. 
Um, and of course, his speech was just, you expected it to be long because Leroy loves to talk, but he kept it very quick as he promised. Um, but it was cool. Yeah, it was my first time to Canton. I had been to Cooperstown for Baseball Hall of Fame weekend, so it was cool to see another um, Hall of Fame and kind of just see what the town is like and stuff. So it didn't seem like was the reaction as muted to the DJ Khaled line as it seemed on TV. It didn't seem like anyone got it. It, it no, I agree because it <laughs> took me a second to process it. I heard him say DJ Khaled and then didn't fully hear the quote, and then I heard him say like Drake and Lil Baby, and I was like, what did he just say? Um, and then when I went back and listened, I was like, okay, now I hear it. But I think no one I, he he drew some laughs during the speech, and I think that one it just didn't click when he said it, but. It set the tone for sure. So speaking of setting the tone, let's let's get to some some football now. And and we could talk about Leroy all day, um, or at least I could. But there, there have been a lot of question marks um, in terms of the camp battles. I think more than I even realized there would be heading into this summer. Um, just before we get into the nitty gritty of like player X versus player Y, who have been the guys that have stood out just to you? Yeah, well, I think it's the evergreen answer, but obviously Romeo Dobbs has been so impressive um, early on in camp, so fun to watch. And he's really fun to talk to as well because he does. He has that quiet demeanor. You don't really know what to expect from him. And once you kind of get him talking, um, he opens up a little bit. So he's definitely been one of the guys that has been the most fun to watch. Um, I think on defense, you're kind of getting what you expected but I think the most fun part of camp has been seeing just how the defense has come out every day. I wasn't there on Monday, but it sounded like Jair had like an unbelievable day. Um, so it's just been really fun to watch that defense. And I like Rogers said the other day how important it is for them to take their lumps. And he was like, I don't know if the offense is going to turn it around during camp, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, of course you want to see them click, but it's just, it's hard against that defense. So I think, the standout in general has been the defense and then on offense, Romeo Dobbs has for sure been the highlight so far. So on Dobbs for a second, it's one thing for, you know, the, the media watching practice to say, hey, this guy looks good. It's an it's another thing. And I think a more important thing to have Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur say, hey, this guy looks good. And then, OK, the hype is now reaching, you know, overdrive. Right. But then you have Jair Alexander saying. Mm -mm, not until you go against me. It, like, it's hard for me to think of a better compliment, a better way to stamp, yes, this guy is killing it than by having one of the best corners in the league say, all right, it's I, I got you now. Let's see how you really do against me. Yeah, and I'm sure there's those welcome to the NFL moments when Dobbs is going up against Jair. But especially, like you said, Rogers giving praise to Dobbs. We know that does not happen often, just off the bat. And no one wants to overreact. It's only been a few weeks of camp. You got to see what he can do in games. But it says a lot that Rogers, LaFleur, and even the guys, I mean, we've heard it throughout the locker room that, you know, at some point when you're having this many days strung together with somewhat of a splash play, I think you can kind of start to buy into that hype. I appreciate your support for our colleagues, but there are plenty of people who love to overreact to these things. So just, yes, of course, of just, course. just, just from, just from that standpoint, um, the offensive line was something that, you know, I, I put the, I put the call out, Hey, what are you excited to see in this first preseason game? And a lot of people are saying the offensive line, I was surprised. We saw Royce Newman at right tackle instead of 
someone else. Um, I was surprised that Jake Hansen was running with the ones at guard because he had been off to a pretty inauspicious start to his career. That offensive line, they're really excited about Josh Myers. It seems like John Runyon Jr. is just sort of locked in to that left guard spot. Um, what, what what have you noticed um, there? Well, it's funny. I actually did a story on the O-line yesterday because there was so much talk about it with um, Goody and all that. I think going into camp, for me personally, I, and I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of the questions were about that wide receiver room. I kind of think the questions are now centered on what the offensive line is going to look like, obviously, because we don't know when Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins will be back. Um, so I think if there's... Romeo Dobbs is a big part of that. Like if the receivers were bad... Yes. We probably would be focused a lot more on that. But now exactly. Lazard looks pretty good. Amari Rogers seems to have improved. And then Dobbs is being Dobbs. Sorry, I interrupted. Um, absolutely. Totally right about that. So now it's kind of like the attention shifted to that O-line. There's been a lot of talk about it. I think that's probably the biggest concern right now. You're right about John Runyon being a lock. Obviously him and Josh Myers. And then Josh Nyman, they're super high on as well. I think it's more so the Royce Newman and maybe some inconsistencies we've heard about. And then Jake Hansen stepping into that role. Rookie Zach Tom will definitely be taking some a lot of reps tomorrow, uh, Friday night for the first preseason game. So I think, I mean, it's so important to see how they all look out there together. We know they're all playing, they're starting. Um, and then it just comes back to when are Bakhtiari and Jenkins going to come back? Because Brian Gutekunst sounded very optimistic yesterday. He used the word will when saying they will be back. Um, and he said they have a shot at coming back relatively early in the season. I don't know about you. I didn't expect either of them to be ready for the first game. So I think if they were ready for that week one game in Minnesota, it probably would have exceeded my expectations just because I wasn't expecting that. Um, so I, I thought that was still promising to hear that he thinks they have a shot to be back early. I can I can picture it. Week one against Minnesota, Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter just just like blow up this offensive line and the sky is falling. And then in week three, David Bakhtiari is back and week four, Elton Jenkins is back. And all of a sudden the offense looks like the offense. And it's like, yeah, why did we spend a week wailing and gnashing our teeth in this whole thing like that? Absolutely. And there is a high, <laughs> high possibility that is exactly what happened. I also think like, you know, Elton Jenkins I, yesterday at practice, he was so mobile, mobile. The rehab, he just looks really like he's progressing in his rehab. He was doing the weighted bands yesterday. Um, and he just, I mean, he looks like he's probably, I don't like to make assumptions, but just from my perspective, it looks like he's probably on the earlier path to return than Bakhtiari. And I know his rehab plan is very different because he's not necessarily dealing with that ACL anymore. Um, but like, you know, Bakhtiari wasn't out there rehabbing yesterday. He was just kind of out there watching. So, you know, I'm sure he's doing different things indoors, but it, I think the timelines are probably different. I have a lot of fans um, saying to me on Twitter and and via our, our um, Locked on Packers fan hotline, like, give it up. David Bakhtiari is never coming back. He's never going to play again. And I'm just like, <laughs> can everyone relax a little? Like, this is weird. Yeah. It's taking a long time. This is atypical, but stuff like this happens. And like Joel Embiid played basketball for like four and a half minutes for two years. And then all of a sudden he's just killed it since then. Now he was in his twenties. It's there. I get it. But like everyone just needs to relax a little bit. Take a breath. Take a breath. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for, for your help in this. We're on the same page yes. with that. Um, yes. Defensively. I, I think people are so excited about this defense. I am for the first time I had someone say, um, I'm excited about this defense for the first time since 2010. 
Um, and that's probably overselling it. Like the 2014 defense was pretty exciting too, but this, this defense to me looks like it's going to be so fast, so versatile. And this is probably the deepest they've been at some of the key positions, defensive front, um, especially that they've been in, in a really long time. Um, who have been some of the guys that have caught your attention on defense? Yeah, I think Quay Walker is a big one who's kind of stepped into the role we probably expected him to kind of go into. I don't think it was too surprising to just see how great he's looked out there. Yesterday, there was a play with Devondre Campbell, and um, I think it was I'm trying to remember if it was like a deep ball to Sammy Watkins, and I, someone maybe misread it in the back, and then Devondre like ran down, and it was a pass breakup, and I was like, wow, that's that's your all pro uh, inside linebacker right there. So obviously you're excited about the guys who you expect things from or Sean Gary. I'm sure you've seen that all over Twitter, just how crazy good he's looked during camp. Um, and then, you know, who else has been looking pretty good during camp is TJ Slayton, um, which is, you know, maybe, you know, he's one that got a decent amount of time last year, but I, I feel like we'll see him a little bit more this year. Um, we'll see kind of what Joe Barry does. What this is, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up because he is he has been mentioned by um, some other people on the beat as someone who looks like he's taking a little bit of a year to leap to your eye. What looks different about him this year versus last year? I don't know necessarily if it's anything different, maybe like a little bit faster out there, I guess. Um, there's just I just there was one day in practice where I kind of was looking at him and I was like, OK, I think they're going to use him more um, and maybe kind of do some different things with him and Kenny out there. Um, I think I was having this conversation with Cassidy actually, and we were talking about it and she was saying how like Kenny's been moving over Slayton's been in the middle. Um, so I think that could be a really powerful, powerful force out there. So excited to see what leaps he takes for sure. I, I can't, we can't talk about training camp. We can't talk about Friday's game without talking about Jordan love, right? This is, this was by far when I asked people, what are they most excited to see for, for good or for bad? Jordan love was by far the number one answer um it is it is so funny to me that you can put 15 people on a sideline and they can all see different things um you you if you i have a packers twitter scroll and if you you see a play and one person will say bad throw one person will say drop one person will say great pass breakup and it's just like it's so funny to see where everyone is coming from and I, ultimately, that's why I'm glad that the games are starting, because then we all get to use our own eyes, fans included, about what we're actually seeing out there. What have you seen from Jordan Love? Yeah, it's that confidence. And I know that's probably what you're hearing a lot, but he truly does. And this is in all aspects. This is like talking to him in the locker room. He looks more confident. He has a little more swagger, I feel like. He's just more comfortable with everything. Um, and I mean, out on the field, you can see he's taking command of the huddle. You, he just looks confident in everything he does. and. I like how um, Rogers kind of talked about it with Tom Clements, how much of a difference he can make. It seems like there's like very little things fundamentally that love has adjusted and it's made him look so much different out there with like his footwork. Um, maybe his release point is something they said. So definitely has stepped into his own. It's that leap Rogers said, you know, when you reach this point, um, you can kind of start to notice some things that are different, but I think, Preseason is obviously what we want to see. We want to see him out there in a game. We didn't really get to see a lot of that last year. So I think, yeah, it's it's not a surprise that everyone is very excited to see what Jordan Love 
looks like. And also to see what what he does with some of those receivers out there kind of developing a connection. We've seen a few with um, – I've liked kind of the connection I've been seeing with him and Romeo at practice, so excited to see it in in the game because, hey, that that is the future of the Packers right now. That was exactly my tweet on that clip um, from Family Night of the of the deep ball to Romeo Dobbs and one on one. That was remember Jordan Love, not Aaron Rodgers, throwing him that ball, and it was a beautiful throw. Um, I love the body language doctoring. Big fan of that. We we uh, support that here. I love the 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 swagger part of this. I think in person it it resonates differently too. To me, watching it through a screen, I see a guy. The ball looks different than it than it did last year. It looks more like it looked sort of the middle of his career at Utah State, that breakout season when the ball is just jumping off of his hand. I don't know to what I need to uh, ascribe that, but does it look different to you in person? Yeah, I think LaFleur had said last year, I forget if it was after a preseason game or after the Chiefs game, I think preseason, saying he wants to see Love let it rip a little bit more. It was after the Texans game, yeah. Yeah, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing him let it rip a little bit more. I feel like there's more zip on it. Um, And it it just, yeah, you're absolutely right. It looks different. So can you just help me? This This is, you know, before the game. Help me set reasonable expectations for Jordan Love. Help me say, okay, if if he comes out of this game doing this, I'll feel good about where he is in his development. Whether it's um, just uh, uh, vibes. We're all about vibes on this podcast. Whether it's a, a statistical, what, whatever it is, it could be something technical. Just just open ended. What what will you be looking to get out of Jordan Love's first preseason start? Yeah, I think it's the mental error side of it. You don't really want to see mental errors at this point from him. Um, confidence with kind of his decision making out there. I would like to see a few touchdowns, and I don't think that's unreasonable. I think, I think we'll see a few touchdowns from him. Hopefully. I think we want to see a few touchdowns from him, but I think that's what it, you know, it just, it comes down to one, that confidence that he has out there now that it's in a game setting, how he's commanding the huddle, no mental errors. You don't want to see any, um, you know, you don't want to see poor decision-making by him at this point, I think. And I think he knows that I don't necessarily know if he has something. I mean, he does kind of have something to prove in a sense, I guess you want to, you know, you need to see, you need to see something from him that the trajectory for him is continuing to to go up. Um, so yeah, I'm excited, but I think he's ready for it. He seems based on what we've heard this week. I think he's, he's ready to step in and, and show us what he can do. <laughs> I made the joke yesterday on the show that if he, if he doesn't, um, I'm going to have a lot of bears fans and Packer fans in my mentions telling me about it because I have sort of staked out this spot on Jordan love Island. Um, with, which right now I think is like decently populated. It's like one of the Greek islands. Um, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not as crowded as it could be. And I think after a couple of preseason games, I think we might, we might have some developers coming in. We might be putting up some new condos. We'll see. Or in two weeks, I could be the only person left on Jordan Love Island. We will see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, cause I don't think we have enough at this point to be able to fully judge him. And I think that's what, you know, so many people have so much to say about Jordan Love. And I'm like, we really don't have a big enough pool to judge him quite yet. And especially like with COVID and everything, it really did. I feel like it changed a lot for those players that came in in 2020. Um, So I think, you know, after the preseason, we'll have a better idea of of what he can be for the Packers. Okay, last question to a New Englander. 
Yes. Lobster rolls, overrated, underrated, properly rated? Properly rated. Lobster rolls are great. Um, they're, they're the best in New England. I, I don't know how people can have lobster rolls here. I mean, I guess, listen, I get ju- <laughs> I get a little judgy with it here. And I, I look down on the seafood in Wisconsin and I'm sure I annoy everyone because I'm like, ew, you're eating that in Wisconsin. But there is nothing like fresh seafood on the coast of Rhode Island in Connecticut, in Maine. And my favorite lobster roll is a few towns away from my hometown. So if you're ever in Connecticut or Rhode Island, make sure you get a lobster roll. (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for coming on the show. Yes, thank you. Thanks to Nicole for joining the show. Great to talk to her. Uh, Awesome insight there. And and I think... I think lobster rolls are a little overrated, just a little overrated because they're so expensive and a lot of them are teeny tiny and you get like three pieces of lobster. Anyway, you don't care. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Now go make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Football. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. All right, back on Monday, uh, no live show after a preseason game. That seems that seems silly, but we are going to be going live after every game this season. So go subscribe on YouTube. That's where you can watch our live streams. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. I'll always tweet out the links. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.